You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Call It In The Ring. We are back for 2020 with one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Probably, maybe, my favorite pay-per-view of all time. The 2020 Royal Rumble at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. I'm Jordan and I'm joined here like always with best friend Ryan. What's up everybody? There we go. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm a little tired. Third shift is kind of kicking my ass, but, you know, I'll make it through. It's only a couple more days. Yeah, well, you can make it through all 30 contestants in order to get your ticket to WrestleMania, which is not going to be good this year, I would argue. Now, I mean, it's it's still a couple months away. They're, they're, this is what I appreciate more, especially because they really showed it uh, in the men's Rumble match, is that they're actually they're trying to build stuff. They're not just last minute making matches. They're actually trying to build stuff. And we'll get to we'll get to like the men's rumble and stuff, but yes, I really like what they're doing right now. Do you like that this is the second year now in a row where they're going to baseball stadiums now to hype this up even more? Cuz last year they were in uh, Arizona Diamondback Stadium. Now this year they're at the Houston Minute Maid Park. That's a big deal to me. I don't know about you. No, I think I think it gives the event uh, like a big game feel because it's like a forty fifty thousand dollar or fifty thousand dollar fifty seat uh, venue, and so people are going to go to the Rumble. It's like the Royal Rumble itself. It's my favorite kind of match. It's my favorite pay per view of the year, um, which is nice because it happens in January. Uh, but it does it does make it feel bigger, and more special, and it's a, you know. It's also a way to differentiate like this in terms of you know the competition like AEW and whatnot because they're not gonna really book these large venues and we get that we get this kind of three times four times a year now. Okay, now I would argue. Please tell me if tell me if you agree or disagree on this one. I think that it's out of the big four, which is Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, right? Survivor Series is probably the least popular pay-per-view out of the big four. Do you agree? Because that's my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. I agree okay. with that. I think because it kind of falls... Because they do they sort of do the same thing every year now. It's like brand warfare. It used to be bragging rights, um, things like that. But I think... Because SummerSlam... Uh, the how do I say like summer is usually the big lull for them post WrestleMania to SummerSlam that's usually like the lull where like creatively viewership everything's kind of down but like SummerSlam is supposed to be like the big event that kicks off the new season I guess you would say the new the new new start of the year like storylines will refresh and all this stuff Survivor Series doesn't really have that because like the whole month of November is just like oh SmackDown's attacking Raw now Raw is attacking NXT well that may be different this year coming in but. But see, here's the issue. SummerSlam, to me, is a pretty big pay-per-view as well. I don't understand why SummerSlam is not in a big baseball arena as well. Why can't we make it an outside event, a smaller venue, not like a, not like a, not like a football stadium, but maybe like a soccer arena or something that's outside to make this a big party, a big event? 
that would be fun, and I don't know why they're not doing this. Like, SummerSlam's well, they, big. Mean, I don't know what venue they had this year. I know it wasn't the Barclays. They, I think they went to Staples. I think they went to the Staples Arena. I think they're in um, Canada. They're, no, they're in Canada this year, aren't they? I have no idea. Um, but, like, the past four years or three years prior to 2019 they did the Barclays Center which is one of the bigger NBA arenas and I know yeah. Staples Center Staples Center I think is the biggest um basketball arena in the country so they they're not doing just like you know the uh, you know West Virginia Civic Center or something like that they they're actually they're getting these they're nice size arenas I would I would venture to guess probably 20,000 25,000 something like that but I understand what you're saying if it's billed as the party of the summer the biggest party of the summer, then yeah, you would want to have a, like the you want to have the big arenas at least, at least something similar to what they're doing now for the. Rumble. That's what I'm asking. I'm just asking for something similar to 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 Rumble, and I guess I have thought of this before, so I'll just say my piece, and we can move on. If you're going to advertise SummerSlam as the biggest party of the summer, then I want to go ridiculous. I want there to be not throughout the whole arena, but in certain sections. I want there to be pools so to speak where you know people do you remember remember back um in the late 90s and early 2000s when mtv did their spring break and they did the fashionably loud thing where they had a band play like eminem or whatever and then the models would walk by and then in between the stage people would be in pools yeah do you know what i'm talking about yeah i'm looking for something like that you know, have beach balls going. Have it be a spectacle. Have it be something fun. If you're going to go ridiculous, might as well jump the shark because this pay-per-view that we're talking about tonight, Royal Rumble, jumps the fucking shark. Fonzie style. How's it jump the shark? Uh, the ending uh, with, with Brock Lesnar. I was moving in and out of consciousness. Like, I was disgusted. I was okay. just... I. I, I I I debated if I was going to continue watching wrestling after the first thirteen people eliminated at the men's rumble at the end. We'll save that for later. Yeah, yeah, but, that's the that's the grand finale. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We're not gonna talk about the pre-shows here, but for those of you who may not be familiar with Call in the Ring, because we have been taking a little bit of a break, Ryan and I are big fans of wrestling, WWE for that fact. So at once a month for one of WWE's big pay-per-views, not including a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. We will not be doing those expedition, right? Expedition? Exhibition. Exhibition. We will not be doing those pay-per-views, but once a month we'll be coming through you for a review. We don't break down every single match. If we do, we just talk a little bit about it, but this is just two WWE nerd fans that just want to drink a few beers and just talk about the pay-per-view. So we hope you enjoy the ride with us. Ryan, the first match after the pre-show was Roman Reigns versus my favorite villain, King Corbin, in a false count anywhere match. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns wins this match. Are you sick and tired of this rivalry like I am? Uh, yeah, I think especially like this match kind of hopefully puts the nail in the, in the coffin of it. it. I don't find Roman Reigns all that interesting. I do like him more now uh, than I did when I came back to watching wrestling uh, a couple years ago, it's because he survived uh, cancer. Like everybody else feels that way now. I think it's I think it's just the presentation of him has changed. Like he's still winning. He's still like presented as one of the top guys, but he's not presented as like the end boss sort of thing where he is the end all be all. It's probably because he show. can't he, do it though, man. No, I mean I still, like 
I still think he can. I, I know I know. at some point this year they're going to give him the title. He's probably going to beat The Fiend, which is going to irritate a lot of people. Um, but, like, I think, I don't know, I feel like he's more acceptable now because he's not, you know, he's not presented as, like, you know, he wins everything. He's he's given everything. But I also uh, don't like Baron Corbin, and it's, it's not because he's a heel. I think he does fine. I just find him boring. He like is absolutely boring. He is terrible on the mic. He's he he does not cut he does not cut good promos. But I love the slimy, slithery villain that Baron Corbin is. He needs to be champion. He needs to be champion. I think it's funny that you know we're just a little bit over a year removed from. Uh, Baron Corbin being blamed in kayfabe for Raw essentially tanking and just being garbage. And then last summer he gets he's in like a four-month feud for the top title, the Universal Championship, and to end the year and start the new year, he's in a feud with... He's in a top-line feud with Roman Reigns about like dogs and dog food. It's just really... It's funny. It's a funny little thing to consider that even though he's, according to kayfabe, garbage, he's still... Like one of the top guys. Right. Well, if I was Vince McMahon, I would be making this guy champion. And that's what I, that's me picking back off what you said. Because he would be a great champion. Not that he's a good wrestler, not that he's a good promo guy, but he's a champion that we hate. When you got me back into wrestling, the WWE champion was what's his face? The guy who was Canadian pretends to be um, Middle Eastern. Fuck. Oh, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. And I was like, oh, this guy sucks. And I was waiting for him not to be champion anymore. And what I'm really irritated with, Ryan, is that these champions and all the titles that they have are champions for too fucking long. Can I just tell you, by looking back on it, man, unbiased opinion, Stone Cold Steve Austin won his first WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels, right? Uh-huh. He loses it after SummerSlam to Kane because Kane becomes the champion in a first blood match. And then he, and then Mankind gets it, and then he has to fight his way back to the next WrestleMania against The Rock to get the title again. I like that. That's a story. This is the champion that we wanted, right? But all these terrible wrestlers get the championship beforehand. That's where Baron Corbin needs to be. Baron Corbin needs to be a Kane or a Mankind to let us want the fiend to have it or Brock Lesnar have it and they're not doing it and I'm bored. I think that's that's I mean that's sort of what they did with Jinder Mahal is where you take these uh these wrestlers that the fans don't like. Like the Jinder Mahal thing is a weird aberration in and of itself because they elevated him from jobber straight to champion with no real in between middle ground. And he held that championship for like six months. He did. And he beat you know, he beat Randy Orton, he beat Nakamura. So by the time that AJ Styles beat him on the Tuesday before Survivor Series in 2017, it was kind of a big deal. Like it 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 generated a larger pop, uh, similar to what happened in the Men's Rumble, which we again third illusion we'll get to near the end. But I've I see what you're saying that. If you give Corbin the title, it's going to make the eventual baby face, the eventual baby face that beats him, go over that much more. Right. No, which thank is what you. heels are supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, thank you for agreeing on that because 
I'm not saying that Baron Corbin's a great wrestler. I'm not saying he cuts good promos. I'm sick and tired of Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Since they don't push Roman Reigns much now anymore, I'm curious what's going to happen, which means he's he's going to go against The Fiend, and I don't want to because we know that Drew McIntyre, spoiler, is going to go against Brock Lesnar. So I just, I'm not, I, I am not hopeful right now. And this match was a good way to kick off, though. I mean, it, w- it was a yeah, good way to kick off. It's a fun match. There's some stuff match. that's kind of dumb. Like, the whole the porter potty um, spot was kind of... It, it's fun, but then he doesn't come out covered in shit. So I don't understand the point of doing the porter potty spot because the, the expectation is going to be covered in crud. I mean, like, he needs to, right? Like, he needs to have yeah, shit on whole... him. That's the point. They would have done that in 98. Yeah, I think what what I liked about this match is I think that it used the venue, the the um, baseball park, to its advantage, where they're kind of walking all over the place, and it's a, a larger floor um, where you can they have all these other all these opportunities for these spots, um, and then I liked how it ended on the dugout. I thought that was a nice visual. That was good. In the it dugout, was, yeah. It was a really shitty spear, though. Um, like he pulled up near the end, didn't go full bore like he normally does, and but it's it's what it is. The match was good. It wasn't bad, but I didn't care for the outcome. Oh, you and I are totally in agreement tonight. That's strange. It's two two shows in a row, man. This is happening. Um, one of the things that I want to just kind of steer off wrestling for a second, but goes with this is uh, this is definitely ironic to me. You know, like, okay, for an example, uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. You know, the day before the death of Kobe Bryant, LeBron James beats uh, Kobe Bryant's career uh, scoring, whatever, right? And then the next day, Kobe Bryant dies, right? That's, like, weird, right? Okay. Um, this this Royal Rumble is at Minute Maid Park, where the Houston Astros play, where just not even three weeks ago... They're talking about giving back their uh, World Series title because they were caught cheating, video cheating. And I just find it funny, you know, that this is happening because it's like, wow, that's just, isn't that, that's pretty much ironic, right? That this is happening. I mean, I guess so. I don't, I mean, it's not really much, I don't know if there's a correlation between that and it's the not, Bryant it's situation, just but funny. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, like they booked, because they booked this obviously a year or two in advance. Mm-hmm. And then like this whole thing is kind of hanging. Yeah, no, it's funny. I do think it's funny. Yeah. Not the Kobe Bryant thing will make it clear, but this whole, you know, because now they're still going to Saudi Arabia, which has nothing to do with Iran and stuff. I, I get that. But all this turmoil going on with Iran right now, I find it kind of silly that they're still going to Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? I know that. Well, they're going back to Saudi Arabia. They signed a 10-year contract, so they have to. But especially after the the incident last November, where they got, like, most of the wrestlers got held up on the tarmac and basically were kind of held hostage for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still sending them back there. Yeah, I don't know if anyways, it's, what's the those shows, yeah. yeah, those shows are unimportant to us. So what is not also important to me is I I love her just because of the history that she brings, and I'm trying not to get loud on this one, but Charlotte Flair wins the Women's Royal Rumble? Really? So now we're clearly gonna have a Becky Charlotte rematch at Mania. That's what's gonna happen. Here's the thing: I, I don't like that Charlotte won. I don't think she needs it. No. We have, like, the rumble you're supposed to use to elevate somebody, um, and like Charlotte doesn't need elevation. She's already considered the top 
female. Like Becky Lynch is the most popular, but it's very obvious that Charlotte is the top female. Right. Um, what really irritates me about this particular victory on her part is like I I picked Shayna Baszler to win. I thought like it was a perfect opportunity to elevate her because she had a good showing at Survivor Series where she won. Um, if you watch NXT, I really enjoyed what she was doing down there. She was still, I mean, she was popular. She's a heel, but she wasn't like, go away. You know, we don't like you heels. Like, oh, I hate you for what you do to those those good guys sort mm-hmm. of um, reactions. And she comes in at number 30, House of Fire, as they say, and eliminates eight people. And then they do a spot where she gets tangled up with Charlotte, and she throws Charlotte's feet over the top. Charlotte doesn't go. And then they just redo the spot, and Shanna gets caught and tossed out of the ring. So not she eliminates eight people, and then she gets fooled like that. It really kind of it doesn't make Charlotte look smart. It makes Shanna look dumb. Yes. And I think that's the opposite of what you would want to do. Because I imagine her run at NXT is over, especially like they gave her the victory at Survivor Series. She just lost the women's championship. So logically it follows the formula that she's going to get moved to the main roster. And you had the perfect opportunity to kind of almost instantly build a new star in Shayna Baszler to go, to go after Becky Lynch, but they gave it to Charlotte. Fuck. I don't know why, but that's their decision. What about this? What if, what if there's something crazy though we can talk about? What if, they're, what if what if they had Charlotte win the Rumble just so in the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, uh, it is a rematch between Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair, not an Elimination Chamber match. It's in the pay-per-view. And the winner definitively goes to WrestleMania against the champion of her choosing because Shayna Baszler feels that she was screwed over. Do you think that could happen? Because that could be an interesting storyline. No, I don't know. Because is Charlotte a bad guy? Is she a heel? Is she a face? Why like, wouldn't Shane she? Is obviously going to be. Well is, well, is she a heel or is she a face? Because I'm Charlotte, not sure. Has Charlotte ever been a face? Yeah, she's been a face for a while. Has um, she? She came. Yeah, she. Because she was like, a heel against a... Becky Lynch for a year. She was a. Um, let's see, on SmackDown when she was first on SmackDown years a couple years ago, she was a face for most of that run. Uh, and then she turned heel on Becky when Becky tried to turn heel mm. and the fans wouldn't let her. Um, and I think, uh, she only like, she became a heel again when McMahon inserted her into the women's match. That's when everyone turned on her. Cause she's taken, you know, she's taken, uh, Becky's ticket. She's taken Becky's place. But I, I think if, if she is heel, cause her promos recently have been heel, especially her promo at the end of the rumble mm-hmm. very heelish mm-hmm. shane is a heel so i don't know if they would have a heel versus heel match because it's those aren't that interesting you know because i mean the built-in story is that shana would feel like she's screwed but she lost on her own she didn't get screwed over it wasn't like a tie or anything well they could so, present I mean, it as you know this new up-and-comer is trying to take charlotte flair's uh no pun intended flair so charlotte's yeah, I mean, trying to you know fight her way to prove that she's the best. I was pissed off. Also, I was pissed off that we only got Mighty Molly. We didn't get a Trish. We didn't get a Lita. We didn't get any of those people, of those women, that 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 we got last year. I was expecting Ronda Rousey to be coming back. Like, it was just nothing. It was just a bunch of women that I never heard of. Now, maybe it's because I'm not up on my NXT, but 
Like, I would have rather seen some legends, and they were not here this time. I was disappointed in that. They had, um, what, there was Mighty Molly, Beth Phoenix, Kelly Kelly. I think those are the three. That's oh, it? Santina. There was Santina Morella. Yeah, that Can't was... forget about that legend. Yeah. That legendary female mm. athlete. Um, but no, I liked, I, I liked the match. I, I have, uh, this is probably the better, the best pay-per-view I've seen in a long time for oh, a long time in a while, um, from WWE. Um, the women's pay-per-view, I liked that, um, they gave a spotlight to a lot of the under, like underused, like, uh, NXT stars that we don't really see. Like, I, I liked that they gave, uh, Bianca Belair. That he, like she got eight eliminations. They gave her a huge spot. She eliminated uh, Alexa Bliss, which is kind of a big deal. Even though Alexa is kind of relegated to sort of a tag team afterthought at this point because they're doing a lot of stuff with all the other females. Yeah, I'm sad um, about that. She's she's still considered one of the top females. You know, she's always like she if if her team loses, it's always Nikki Cross taking the loss, not Alexa Bliss. That's true. Um, and by the and, way, for the record, know, Becca Bella, Bianca Belair, I don't like her right now. You don't like her? Oh, I think she's phenomenal. I think she's wonderful. Uh, she's got a great presentation. Her character is really interesting. Uh, I love her attitude. I think she's a good heel. Um, super strong. I don't know if you watched the com- uh, was it the combine that they do. Um, it's like a five-hour thing on the WWE Network, five-hour special, where they have the female wrestlers and the male wrestlers, and they like do like lifting weights and doing. Um, like just seeing who's the strongest, who can run the fastest, who can throw things farthest. It's yeah, it's fun. Um, but she's super strong. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure she is. I'm just saying I don't like her. Athletic. I just don't like her. Okay. Her character yeah. doesn't strike anything for me. Her 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 character was not interesting to me. And um, maybe that will change in the future because I didn't like Alexa Bliss when I first started watching wrestling again. But now I love her because I think she's just like Baron Corbin. She's not a great champion. She's just a great champion heel. So maybe Bianca Belair will bring me something like that in the future. But as of this moment, for the first time seeing her for me personally, I was not a fan. Maybe that will change. But I do think one of the interesting aspects of the the Women's Rumble this year, I think it really shows the lack of depth that they have for the female wrestlers. Because they put most of the ones on on the main roster. They came in, they were in the match. But a lot of the bigger spots were given to NXT women. And when you compare that to the men's rumble, it's like night and day difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they're showcasing NXT women and not the NXT men. Well, because I didn't think they were trying just, just to just to try to build them up. I mean, like Natalia's getting up there. Uh, Carmella was nothing, which I used to be a Carmella fan. She was another, you know, heel champion that I really enjoyed for a little bit. And um, they're, just, they're just not advertised as much anymore which i agree with you um the rumble was fine i just i just wanted more of that a love affair i just wanted more of the leaders the trishes you know um that kind of stuff you know what i mean like oh my god nostalgia trip wouldn't have been great if china had not passed away oh china coming back you know she would be back by now if she didn't pass away like that'd be so much fun they had that uh they had that one woman that always was with Nia Jax come back for this Rumble. Oh, Tamina. Yeah, Tamina. But Nia Jax, what's going on with her before we move on to the next match? Is she injured or is she just done? Oh, she's injured. She uh, at WrestleMania last year, she blew out both her knees. Did she, she jumped from the ap- yeah she jumped from the apron down to the floor during the tag team like the women's four way tag match. She blew out both knees when she landed. 
So she's just recovering from that. That's what I thought, because it's been almost a year. I figured she'd be back yeah. um, by now. But they might save her till the Monday after WrestleMania. Yeah, typical. The All right. after Mania. The next match was a match I was really looking forward to. It was Bailey going against Lacey Evans. Um, Bailey defeated Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was one of the it was the shortest match of the night at only at nine minutes and twenty seconds. I want to talk about Lacey Evans for a minute, buddy. Okay, so okay, my my wife and I have been watching wrestling together. My wife does not like wrestling. She watches wrestling because I watch wrestling. If it wasn't for me, she would not be watching wrestling. I want to make this clear. <laughs> okay, but. Last year at the Royal Rumble, this very tall, blonde, navy woman comes out. And she doesn't dominate the Royal Rumble, but she gives a good presence. And my wife made a comment that it was, it's was it been very interesting to see her character grow and develop from when she first came. Because this is Lacey Evans she's talking about. That's when she was introduced to us, to my wife and I. At last year's Rumble. And now she's going for a championship match. I like Lacey Evans. I think she's a character that needs to get a championship. What do you think of her? Um, I think she's fine. I don't think she's... I think she's still learning how to wrestle. Like, how to be on the main roster. Um, I expected Bailey, Because Bailey's one of, the better, one of the better female wrestlers that they have at their disposal. And to have her wrestle um, Lacey, Bailey usually gets the best out of people. But I feel like... Lacey's got still has so so far to grow to be one of the top females that even Bailey wasn't able to pull like the best out of her. Like Bailey kind of dropped down to her level. Yeah. Um, there was a big botch Lacey had in this match where she tried to jump uh, on like launch herself from the rope and she yeah. like, missed and just fell. And then she jumped um, again. I saw that. And then even when she went to do her like twisty like jump twist moonsault I don't know what they call it she, she almost lost her footing on that too and like it's little things with Lacey I don't know I don't think she does a very good promo her accent's kind of weird but um I do think it's strange now that like they gave her the uh, her first program last year was for the Raw Women's Championship with Becky hot off of her Wrestlemania victory where she got both belts and at, I don't know I, that kind of I think that might have soured me on Lacey Evans because instead of using instead of using the momentum Becky Lynch had to further Becky Lynch, they tried to use Becky Lynch to elevate this person, this this character that we really don't know. We just spent three and a half months just watching her come down to the ring, interrupting matches, turn around, turning around and walking away. Sure. So it, and I think that they haven't really like she's a face now, and they're bringing her daughter into it. But I, it's to me, it's not very interesting. And I think that if they would have just given her Instead of you know pushing her to the top right away, if she would have came in near the bottom, just like stacking wins, and then you know after six months or so, saying you know she has a she has a right to get a match for the title or something like that, would be more interesting. But I feel like she's just being shoved on, onto us, and she's not that good yet. You know what? I'm gonna totally agree with you on that. That I feel like she's being shoved onto us. But my only argument to that is that. Oh, how about this? I don't have an argument. It's just a personal reference. It's just really fun. I don't know if it's more fun for me or for my wife or if it's for both of us, but it's it's really cool to see this character because I remember we had a reaction to Lacey Evans when she came out to Royal Rumble last year. Like, who the hell is this woman? You know what I mean? And just to see her character become a, a Navy character to the Southern Belle and 
it's just it's just fun to see this character grow, and I hope that she grows in the right direction. Um, I don't know if I like the dark, brooding, no more side ponytail, heavy music entrance. Bailey, do you like this new Bailey? I do. I think uh, it's a different presentation from what we're used to. I think that she's still working on figuring out her character, like how to present herself uh, as this heel. Because she does like the devious heel things where she, you know, cheats, she steals victories and things like that. But I feel like it's uh, she's still figuring her way through the the change and the the new presentation of Evil Bailey. Now, I was speaking to the old Called in the Ring co-host, Ed, today about Royal Rumble, and he said, I wanted your opinion because I did not agree. He said that Bailey, he uh, he wants the old Bailey back because she reminded him she is the female macho man, Randy Savage. Do you agree with that statement that he made? Uh, he didn't give me a reason. He just, he just made that statement. He was like, no, I don't like you, Bailey, he said. I like old Bailey. She uh, she's of the female macho man. Do you agree with that at all? Mm, not really. I think I don't know. I, they I mean they both do the elbow drop from the top rope. Is that why? I I I think maybe it's his overall presentation. He didn't give me a reason. Uh, I just wanted your opinion because I thought it was an interesting opinion to bring up. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't see it. I don't see like old happy go lucky Bailey. I'm just a fan of wrestling as being like. A female version of the Macho Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever had a like because Macho Man is like high wire, like super high intensity, and Bailey was never like super high intensity. She was always like, "It's you know, I'm gonna win, but we're gonna have fun." Yeah, because she's a hugger. Not anymore though. Yeah. You know who doesn't love to hug? The Fiend. Because the next match is the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship in a strap match. <sighs> okay, you're gonna disagree with me. I bet I don't like the Fiend anymore. I still really like The Fiend. I still think the presentation of him is still fun. Um, but yeah, and this is, I think, his, this is his, this is his best match. This was his best had. match, yes, because he's going against Daniel Bryan. And I would argue with you that Daniel Bryan said to Vince McMahon, we're not wrestling in red lights, Vince. This isn't happening. See, I wondered about that. Like, if this is, like, their test to see if it's better now without the red light, even though it, it's obviously better. Um, or if they just weren't able to light it how they wanted to because the venue was open air. I, I don't know. Uh, but this was his best match. Uh, this match was so much better than what you and I have said. One of the worst pay-per-views we've seen was Hell in a Cell when he went against Seth Rollins. Daniel Bryan made him work. Um, but my displeasure with The Fiend is that he's he's he's... He's just another Brock Lesnar. He's another Ronda Rousey. He's another Becky Lynch. He's not going to freaking lose. Oh, I mean, he'll lose eventually. But, like, once he does lose, though, his character is kind of diminished at that point. So, like, him winning is part of the character. Like, he has to keep winning. Um, I think that Dan O'Brien, putting him against Dan O'Brien, was the best opportunity to, like, the best choice to rebuild him after the Seth Rollins debacle, just because Dan O'Brien is probably the best wrestler they have, like, best storyteller they have uh, on their main roster right now. And, like, especially this match, like, Dan O'Brien came out, even though he lost, he came out looking like a million bucks. Yes. This is, you know, the the best anyone has ever looked against The Fiend, the best match anyone given the fiend because Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt when he was wrestling as cult leader Bray Wyatt wasn't a, like he's not 
a very good wrestler. He like he does like he has exciting spots where he just like kind of throws his body around, and he's got a good pre like a psychological presentation. But from like move set standpoint, I never thought he was like a good wrestler. But he's always he's a charismatic talker, and this 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 match actually made Bray Wyatt look good. No, yeah, Daniel Bryan will make any person look good. I will agree with you. Daniel Bryan is perhaps the best wrestler they got right now. And I know people always argue that wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, you know, and all this. Daniel Bryan got hit by that fucking strap. Like, his back looked terrible. Like, that was hardcore. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of times where they're like, excuse me, sorry, yawn, third shift. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are a lot. Like, there were spots where they were flat out just wailing into each other with their like even when they were punching each other yeah very obvious they weren't they weren't pulling them it was it was good it was a good match it was fun i enjoyed it um the last match before we get into the rumble was oscar versus becky lynch and i'm gonna say it i'm not into it uh you know oscar's trying to do this to jerry green mist bullshit again and that's a Tajiri thing, man. Stop, stop taking away from my boy Tajiri, and uh, I just, I just, I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I was a big fan, but I just, I'm just not a fan of Becky anymore. She just doesn't do it for me. She Why does that. She just, I'm just, I'm tired of her being champion. Um, she will go to Mania. She will lose her title to Charlotte, and that'll be it. I, I just, I just don't dig her. I don't dig her vibe. Um, I'm just kind of over it. I don't know why. I, I, I can't put my thumb on it. But there's just something about Becky Lynch where it's, okay, I'm done. I think I think because you alluded to it earlier where the people are champions for too long now. Maybe she's just been champion for too long, seemingly unbeatable. Yeah. And maybe that's why you kind of soured on her because it's like Stone Cold, like you said, he was he was he was the guy, but he wasn't invincible. He he lost to Kane. Shortly after winning his title, um, he won it back, but then he lost it again shortly after that, and then he had to fight his way back because McMahon was screwing him over. Exactly. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Becky Lynch hasn't... Her popularity um, pushed her all, like, to the top, where she was the most popular wrestler, and they never fully capitalized on that because, like, coming out of Mania after her big victory, they put her in a title feud with Charlotte and with Lacey Evans, and there was no big... I don't want to say like industry defining, but there's no big, hugely memorable angle that she had. Cause we've already seen all the shit with Charlotte and Lacey Evans was greener than goose shit. So like we didn't get that McMahon, uh, Austin rivalry from Becky Lynch. So maybe that's why she's maybe why she's been soured because she's just being kind of there as champion. Maybe I just, you know, like I get why Kofi was such a popular champion and Vince McMahon put his dick in Kobe's ass hardcore in the first night of SmackDown and just raped him. Because because Kofi Kofi lost his his WWE championship against Brock Lesnar in six seconds, and they haven't even brung that up yet. You know, hey, Kofi's trying to get a rematch or whatever. This guy was king shit for like six months. Seven months. And then it was just taken away from him. So... The reason why I bring up Kofi is because I see why people like to miss champion because he was a guy that seemingly should not be a champion at all. Becomes the champion, loses it to Brock Lesnar, 
and here is a chance for him to try to get his title back. And that's what I kind of want for Becky Lynch. I want to root for her. But every time that we do a little behind the scenes here for the fans, we do our own fantasy pick them with our with our friends uh, for WWE here. And every time that you say, okay, Becky Lynch versus whoever, who is it going to be? And I always tell you, I, I don't care who she's wrestling against. She's going to win, Becky Lynch. It's just, it's just annoying to me that I just know what's going to happen to her. And I just well, I mean, want she something. Didn't, this is her first victory on a pay-per-view since uh, Hell in a Cell, where she beat Sasha Banks because she lost to uh, Shayna Baszler at Survivor Series. And then TLC, her and Charlotte lost to the Kabuki Warriors in the main event. That's true. But that's not for her title. Her title is never in jeopardy. That's true. And that's what I'm getting at, is that the whole point of loving a heel is to see them rise from the ashes. And she's not rising. Her title is always secured. She's going to lose to the Kabuki Warriors with a shared title with Charlotte for the women's, which I would argue is a terrible title. It's just not utilized right. With the women's tag team titles. By the way, were the Iconics since they've been champions? <laughs> They're not around yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. They were champions for like six months. They were on TV three times in the interim, and then they're just nowhere to be found. Which, thank God, I was not an Iconics fan. But Okay, so the last match of the night, we get the Men's Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar comes, says like a week or two beforehand that he's going to enter number one, which made no sense to me because the whole point of the Royal Rumble is the winner of the match goes against the champion of their choosing. But Brock Lesnar, who is the WWE champion, is going to enter number one, and he eliminates 15 people, one after it. What? How many? 13. 13. He eliminates 13 people, one after another. I was bored. I was pissed off after the fifth or sixth one because I knew what was going to happen after that. I was like, oh, my God, he's just going to is this. And then Drew McIntyre, who I never thought in a million years win the Rumble, wins the Rumble. Ryan, I'm assuming you and I are not going to agree on this, right? This whole Brock Lesnar, like, eliminating 13 people is stupid, in my opinion. You don't agree with this one. So at the time, watching it live, I was very bothered by it that he – kept just eliminating people um some of the people i took issue with i think like in hindsight they could have used different different wrestlers in their place um like uh john morrison just he's just come back and you use him that way it's kind of mind-boggling stupid to me um you have kofi come in but kofi doesn't get a whole like because like the big thing as soon as his as soon as his music played and he came out the crowd was like oh shit here we go and I was like yeah maybe they'll give Kofi something and he got like three punches and that was it and you know like using Rey Mysterio in that position is fine Rey Mysterio is kind of just there for me but it's like for Braun Strowman and Keith Lee to both get eliminated the way they did it, it's kind of it was kind of infuriating the certain people they used. And I do agree that it went on kind of long because it was half of the match was was this presentation. But I told you when we were talking about it before before the pay-per-view that I think that what they were going to do is they were going to use whoever eliminates Brock Lesnar as the setup to be his opponent for WrestleMania. I didn't think who whoever eliminated um, Brock Lesnar was going to win the match. I just thought they were going to use that to set up his WrestleMania opponent. And they, they did. But Drew McIntyre went up, uh, ended up winning the Rumble anyways, um, which is a good pick. I think that's a good choice. And um, but what they did was they made it go on so long 
Because as soon as Drew McIntyre eliminated him, the crowd went fucking crazy. And that's the whole point. The whole point was to build to that moment. So uh, like as soon as the crowd goes crazy, whoever eliminated Brock Lesnar is immediately elevated to this higher level, which is what they would, did for Drew McIntyre. And he's, yeah, it's it's a good choice. I like the continuity because, what was it, two weeks ago or a week ago, the Monday before the Rumble, um, Brock Lesnar kicks Ricochet in the dick. And, and it's kind of a throwaway, meaningless segment. And then what happens? Ricochet kicks him in the dick in the Rumble, and it costs him a limit. Like it makes Brock Lesnar get eliminated. Like it's good continuity. It's good, good uh, planting seeds for payoffs down the road. I like that. I think that's very good. I mean, I'm not a Drew McIntyre fan. I was shocked that he won the Rumble, but strangely, I'm okay with it. Like it, it's, it was crazy to me that they hadn't elevated, like they hadn't pushed Drew McIntyre into this position before now, because I've. He is the most, just looking at him, the most, to me, the most physically intimidating guy they have. Sure. Like, to me, he looks, like, he looks scary. Like, I would just, like, he's ripped to shreds, the hair, the dark beard, everything. Like, his presentation, if I were to come across him in a bar or a club, I would, like, and he was hitting on my girl, I would be like, All right, okay, well, you take your time, let's, let's, you know... <laughs> When yeah. you're done with her, call me later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the address. Just drop her off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like so. I was, I was always amazed they didn't push him. Um, like I was mad when they they had him lose to Roman Reigns at last year's WrestleMania because uh, the whole situation didn't make any sense to me. But I'm glad he won. Um, second half of the match, or yeah, second half of the Rumble. That's when it's like an actual Rumble match where you got all these storylines interwoven together. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the big return? The big return that we got in this one? Edge? Edge. So, Edge is not back, right? I mean, we're not going to see Edge on TV again. Um, this was just for fun, right? No, he signed, I think he signed like a contract, like a new contract for a couple years. He's. I mean, he's definitely going to wrestle at Mania. Um, really? I thought it was going to be AJ Styles. Yeah, I thought it was going to be AJ Styles. But, but he AJ injured Styles, him. I think it's injured. Yeah, I think he got injured. Edge injured so him. So they might pivot. Edge injured him. Didn't you read that? Yeah, like I said, yeah. He, okay. Like, I think okay. he separated his shoulder. Yeah. Um. But so I think they might pivot to Randy Orton, which is what they set up on the Monday after the Rumble. That could just be the February pay per view or even the Saudi Arabia show. So Edge is back though. Edge is back for sure because I didn't think he was back. Like it was cool to see Edge. It was fun. He had the smoke. Everybody was excited. I was happy to see Edge again. But I did not know that he was actually back back. I thought this was one of those rumble things where we're going to bring back a veteran just because we're going to bring back a veteran. But he's well, back. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would imagine even if he didn't, even if it wasn't like a long term deal, I'd imagine at least up until Mania because the how he retired is because he, he, he was told that if he takes a bump wrong, he will be paralyzed for the rest of his life or he could die. Yeah. And that's why he retired, but he had neck surgery. So like to see him come back from that, I don't think they would just use that as the rumble, especially him ending third uh, to last coming number three. Right. And the run and the finish. I feel like that that's not something they would do if he's just there for that match. Okay. You know? All right. That's uh, something to build for another uh, pay-per-view down the road, especially WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was that was a fun return. Un- unfortunately for me, Edge. Well, I love Edge as 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 a wrestler as a character, but unfortunately, 
on a personal level, Edge will forever be remembered for me personally as the homewrecker, as the asshole. So it's it's like it was excited to see him come back, but I always have that in the back of my mind of, oh, man, you're actually kind of a dick in real life, though. Hmm. You know, I guess so. You know, yeah, be- people change, though. People change. I'm not I'm not I'm not holding it against him. It wasn't like when I saw him come out of the rumble, I was like, oh, fuck you. I mean, I was excited. Right. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, but, you know, you broke up Matt and Lita and then you pushed for that storyline to actually follow into your professional career. And that's when you became the rated R superstar. But I was like, cool, this is great. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm no saint myself. I'm just trying to say that I just in in the back of my mind, because that was such a big story of what real life and wrestling combined it's just kind of hard to forget about that. For me. I don't okay. It doesn't mean anything to you, I bet. But for me, it does. No, it doesn't. But fair enough. I mean, guy uh, guy cheated on his best friend's girl. Best friend's girl, man. It's pretty bad. Yeah. No, he cheated on his wife, too. He was married at the time. Oh, oh, really? Oh, really? So he was married when he was with, when he was banging Lita, too, huh? Yeah. And, like, but I mean, like, he's married now to Beth Phoenix. So they got two kids or three kids. I don't remember. Uh, oh, really? He's married to Beth yeah. Phoenix now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he seems like uh, I don't know, he, personalities change. Uh, he may, he may be banging chicks on the side. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? We don't. I mean, his I personal would, life is his personal life. I would I would choose Lita over Beth Phoenix. I'm just saying though. Hey man, people got types. Yeah, I mean Lita for me. Uh, but what's for me is this is this is this Royal Rumble. Um, I did not like the Brock Lesnar shit at all. I hate Brock Lesnar. I've been on the record in many Call of the Rings with you and also with Ed, the old co-host of Call of the Ring. I don't like Brock Lesnar at all. Wrestling will be better without Brock Lesnar. Wrestling is better without Brock Lesnar. And um, I was happy to see him eliminated. Because I was thinking that he was going to go all the way to the end. Because, you know, Vince McMahon sucks Brock Lesnar's dick. So I figured they were going to do a Shawn Michaels thing. Or whoever you corrected me on, too, who also won. Chris Benoit won all the way through, too. So I was hoping that wasn't going to happen, but I thought it would. But this Rumble wasn't bad. This was not a bad pay-per-view compared to some that we've seen so far. No, I really like this one. I I thought they did a very good job uh, with what they did. Especially planting seeds for the future. Right. Well, Ryan, this is the kickoff. It's the kickoff uh, for the road to WrestleMania, which I'm excited for because it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. So that's going to be that's 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 a beautiful stadium. So I'm excited to see what this is going to look like, right? Because WrestleMania always has some good flair to it, you know. So I'm excited yeah. to see what's going to look like. Well, this is it for our episode for Royal Rumble 2020 with with Ryan and myself here for calling the ring. But don't worry, we'll be back for the next pay-per-view, the main pay-per-view on the card, which will be the Elimination Chamber. That'll be coming out in February here. So we'll be coming back to you guys to review that pay-per-view all leading up to WrestleMania this year. This is WrestleMania 35, 36. They, they, don't, they don't have the numbers anymore like they used to. I think it's 36. Is it 36? So... Yeah. We'll be back to you guys for that one for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Calling in the Ring. And we'll be back next time for Elimination Chamber. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.